Welcome back to episode 66 of the FPL Draft Hub podcast. In this episode, we're looking ahead to game week 24. Welcome back to the FPL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FPL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems and fixture chat ahead of game week 24. Forget the Fast and Furious movie franchise, forget Jermaine Defoe's football career, forget Roy Hodgson's managerial career. All of these pale into insignificance when it comes to how long game week 23 was, with Burnley and Watford serving up one of the most uninspiring double game weeks in memory, that is, unless you were fortunate to have Nick Pope in goal. There are plenty of fixture considerations over the next few game weeks, with blanks and doubles plenty, plus lots of decisions over which new January signings you think will catapult you up your draft leagues now that we're on the home straight. If most of your ponderings this week are on the new January signings, then make sure you give the previous episode a listen, as that was dedicated to discussing all of the new faces. As well as that, we've updated our mid-season player rankings, because they were looking spectacularly out of date, having been done just a couple of months ago. The link for that will be in the show notes or just head to fpldrafthub.com where it's not too difficult to find. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Ishmael Assar and Odson Eduard. So let's get into it. So let's kick things off with some of the fixture considerations over the next few weeks. Firstly, Chelsea are blanking in three out of the next four game weeks as it stands with their game weeks 24 and 25 fixtures having to be moved due to their Club World Cup requirements and uh, game week 27, a blank due to the Carabao Cup final with Liverpool. Now, I discussed this on the game week 23 preview, I think. It's hard to remember now as it was a couple of weeks ago. Basically, there are only a select few I'd look to hang on to during this period and even that would be dependent on your respective league size. So I think Lukaku, Mount, Rudiger... Thiago Silva and Mendy in goal are the main ones, but if you're in a relatively small league, you may consider some of those names expendable. And likewise, if you're in a competitive 16-team league, you may want to hold on to a few more names given the scarcity of waiver options. As Chelsea are blanking, this means that their should-have-been opponents will also blank, and that's Brighton this week, Arsenal next week, and Leicester in game week 27. Arsenal do have a decent fixture away to Wolves this week, so there's no rush to offload any of those guys. Plus, they have a very nice double game week in 26 with two home games against Brentford and Wolves. So well worth holding through next week's blank if you can. Brighton also have a double game week next week, so it won't necessarily be the right time to uh, dump them this week. How cutthroat you want to be will also depend on the makeup of your squad. If you're looking to carry uh, you know, Lukaku and Mount on the bench over the next few weeks, then it could be tricky for you to then sit on a Brighton player this week as well, knowing that you won't have much on the bench. Looking at the game weeks coming up as a whole, there are nine fixtures this game week with just that Chelsea-Brighton game off. Next week in 25, there are 10 fixtures with Chelsea and Arsenal blanking, uh, but uh, United and Brighton getting a double game week to make up the numbers. Man U actually have Southampton and Brighton both at home in uh, that game week, which is very tasty. And Brighton have Watford and United. There's a lot more going on in game week 26 with 14 fixtures in all. Every team will feature at least once. There are some standout doubles like Liverpool having Norwich and Leeds at home and Arsenal having Brentford and Wolves at home. But as we know, doubles aren't everything and there are just as nice single game week matchups um, that week as well, like West Ham at home to Newcastle and Villa at home to Watford. But we'll dig into that game week a bit more over the coming pods. 
The last thing to mention is that it's worth having a look at the Premier League table again if you haven't for a while. Burnley still have five games to catch up on. Uh, Chelsea, who lead the way with 24 matches played. Spurs, Leicester and Everton are also lagging behind and have a few games themselves to catch up on, which means if you are eyeing up any of their players, you'll have more opportunities to squeeze every point out of them. Let's chat about some players then. So as I said, I'm not going to discuss any of the new January signings again, but uh, do check out that previous episode if you're interested. What I will say, though, is that it was hardly an electric start for Weghurst's career up front for Burnley. But then he's not a player, I think, that's ever been described as electric, even when he's playing well. It did confirm what I said in that pod, though, which is it will be him and Cornette up front, most likely, up until the end of the season. And there are still plenty more minutes for them to find a groove together. So let's kick things off with a goalkeeper. Always nice to mention a goalkeeper on the pod. And that's David Rea for Brentford. Um, you know, sure enough, as soon as I mentioned Loso on the last pod, Rea is back and fit for Brentford and came in for their FA Cup game against Everton. Wasn't the best game back as they let in four. Um, but I think generally speaking, this is going to be a massive boost for Brentford's defensive uh, capabilities. They've only kept one clean sheet uh, since uh, since he came out of the squad with that knee injury, whereas he'd managed to get three in the opening nine game weeks. Owners will have rightly dropped him months ago and he could be a good opportunity for you to upgrade your current backup option. Let's talk about some defences next. Starting with the Crystal Palace defence, I think Palace are one of the best teams to navigate you through the next few game weeks. They don't blank and are one of the teams with a double in game week 26. They play Norwich and Brentford away in the next two before that double, which is Chelsea and Watford. They also play Burnley at home straight after that, so a very nice run indeed. And the defenders should be decent options and potentially saves a headache for that spot over those coming game weeks. So the likes of Gay, Mitchell, Ward and Anderson are all reasonably safe, consistent picks from Vieira and could be good additions. Next is the Man United defence, uh, given their fixture this week against Burnley and then a nice double of Southampton and Brighton at home. Next week, many will be looking at Man United players and particularly defenders on the waivers this week. There's a decent chance some of them will be available. Uh, I think Ferrani and Maguire are pretty safe to play in the middle, but the full-back spots are a lot less clear and I imagine lots of managers will be gambling uh, between the four familiar faces. I think Tellers is probably preferred to Shaw as it stands at left back, but it depends on how well he's recovered from his travel back from Brazil and, and his international duty. On the other side, I think Dalot will be preferred to uh, Wambasaka, especially given the nature of the opposition in those games. I think they'll they'll need all the attacking threat they can get. Finally, uh, the Spurs defence. They've got two very nice home games next against Southampton and Wolves before a double of City and Burnley away in game week 26. Now that Romero is back fit, I expect him to start every game from now on, barring any further injuries. And there's a good chance he'll be free to pick up on the waivers, given his very, very recent return to fitness. With him, uh, it will be Dyer if fit, and then either Davies or Sanchez, or both, depending if Dyer isn't able to come back. I think Emerson will continue at right wing back and Reguilón at left wing back, but uh, they'll most likely be taken in, uh, in a lot of leagues. Let's talk about some midfielders, starting with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain for Liverpool. Now, he's a guy that I could have included in the hidden gem section as he's owned in less than 5% of draft leagues, uh, of 10-team draft leagues. And in the continued absence of Salah and Mane due to them both going all the way with their respective national teams in AFCON, uh, we've seen Oxlade-Chamberlain feature quite heavily. And actually, when you look back at his appearances in general, he's had a fair amount of game time, actually more than I realise. 
He scored in his last two starts, deputising Salah on their attacking right, and his underlying stats from those games suggest he is good value for those returns. I think it's reasonable to expect him to start the next two, which are home to Leicester and away to Burnley. So fixtures kind enough to allow him to continue that form. And as I said, should be available for most of you in your draft leagues. Next is Ismail Assar, uh, back fit and playing in the AFCON as well with Senegal. Won't be back just yet as Senegal are playing in the AFCON final on Sunday night. We'll have to see how long he's given to recover after that. But game week 25 might just come a bit too early as well. He's one of my favourite non-Spurs players in the league uh, and will surely not suffer the indignity of another season in the Championship with Watford next season. We haven't seen him since game week 12, but he managed to score five in those opening 12 games, which already matches his previous Premier League tally, although he did also get seven assists in that campaign. I think if we assume he plays another 12 games or so, it's not unrealistic to expect six returns, which is likely a better projection than your current fifth mid. Even if game week 25 does come too soon, Try to get him early for double game week 26, where they play Aston Villa and Palace in the same game week. Speaking of Palace uh, and another guy that I've mentioned on pods before, it's Michael Elise. Really exciting player, now looks to be getting minutes a lot more readily. All his returns so far have come from substitute appearances in the Premier League, but he looks real quality and would be a player I'd happily have in my squad for the next month or so. Sticking with the Eagles and uh, looking further up front, is Odson Eduard. I think he's one of the best striker options in the game if you just look at the next four or five game weeks as a snapshot. He's already got 10 returns this season and seven of those have come in the last six game weeks. If you look back over that period, he has an XG of 0.58 per appearance, which puts him third behind only Kane and Lacazette. He will have been mopped up in the vast majority of draft leagues, but he's certainly one that you could look to aim for when uh, putting trades together. Just a few hidden gems to mention to these guys with generally less than 10% ownership. Uh, At the back, if you're able to uh, store one of the Brighton defenders ahead of their double next week, Webster and Veltman are largely available and their playing time is going to be increased now that Dan Berner's left to go to Newcastle. Uh, Also, as mentioned, Anderson for Palace is in hidden gem territory and would be a good one to pick up this week. In midfield is Alanga for Man United. Again, Really nice fixtures and it looks like uh, there's no reason he'll lose his starting spot in that team moving forward. And particularly when you consider that their attacking cohort has been thinned out even more due to reasons off the pitch, um, his minutes are even more assured. The other midfielder to highlight is Minamino. Um, Obviously, I think uh, the odds are that Liverpool start with Oxlade-Chamberlain on the right, Firmino up front and Jota on the left. But if there was any issues or some rotation was fancied, Minamino is obviously the next guy up um, and could be another lucrative one to get in for their fixtures. Picking a most hidden gem uh, player this week was pretty bleak. Uh, I was kind of scratching my head, flicking up and down the options. Uh, For those that don't know, that's a player who's owned in less than 10% of 16 team leagues. So really, really scraping the barrel. I've had to fudge it slightly this week and go with a player who is owned in uh, 13% of leagues. So I've just gone slightly above the usual target and it's not even one I'm particularly excited about but that's Rashika for for uh, Norwich they're at home to Crystal Palace this week now obviously I have gone on at some length about uh, Crystal Palace defense so it does contradict slightly but really there just wasn't really anyone else that I fancied to get a, a goal or an assist this week so uh, with very little emphasis that's who I'm going to put 
through for the most hidden gem pick. So that's it for this episode. Not a lot of time before the deadline, which is on Monday evening at 6.15 in the evening UK time ahead of the game week deadline, which is on Tuesday evening with those games then running Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Now, because of that, uh, the final games on Thursday evening and the fact that Game Week 25 kicks off on Saturday lunchtime means the next wave deadline will be on Friday morning at around 11.30. So the turnaround between the end of those game weeks will be negligible. Um, so I'll try and get a pod out maybe for that Thursday evening, but obviously that will have to be without the knowledge of what's gone on in those Thursday night games, which is Liverpool, Leicester and Wolves, Arsenal which isn't the end of the world because that probably shouldn't change too much for the Game Week 25 pod. If you're a fan of the podcast, then make sure that you let others know by reviewing it on whichever platform you use uh, and also make sure you follow or subscribe so that uh, you don't miss out on any future episodes as they appear. I'm sure you have, but if you haven't already, make sure you check out fbldrafthub.com where you can get personalised stats for your team and league that you won't be able to find anywhere else. And it's where I derive all of my ownership stats from for the podcast. They're not a secret. You can sign up completely free and you have access to all the same numbers uh, that I do. And there's a really simple and easy way to get an edge on the rest of your draft league. For those that do use the site regularly, um, it's probably a good point to mention that uh, we're currently plotting some big changes to the site for uh, ahead of next season. So this summer, we're looking to really... uh, move forward and relaunch the site and continue to improve on the features that are already there. So over the coming weeks, we might be sending out uh, a a survey for those that use the site regularly and listen to the pod as well um, as a chance for you to give us some feedback ahead of that uh, development process. Let us know what you like, what you dislike, what you'd like to see in future that we don't currently have. And hopefully that can then allow us to uh, steer the site into a place that's just a generally better experience for everyone. So that's it for this episode. As I always say, one of the biggest ways you can get a leg up is by remembering each waiver window as they come and not forgetting. Obviously, Monday evening, that's uh, that could fall right during your commute home. and You don't want to realise that you've suddenly forgot to do your waivers when you're mid-junction on the M4. So if you do think that could be you, make sure you get some waivers penciled in today or set a reminder to do some at lunchtime, especially if you're bottom of the league and eyeing up some of those new January targets. This is your last chance to get them before they get mopped up by the guys above you. So best of luck and as always, stay shook. Sure.